Welcome to CII Radio. In this episode, we're talking to Adam Berry about well-being in the office. In this episode of the CII podcast series, we're joined by personal trainer and confidence coach Adam Berry, also known as the Gym Starter. Here we're discussing well-being in the office, and to find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Adam Berry. Hello, Adam. Hello. And welcome to CII Radio. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Very, a lot of enthusiasm. So uh, as you might expect from a, a confidence coach. Oh, I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> got a smile. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so your website, um, as I've done <laughs> some research, um, states that you're on a mission to empower busy women to become inspirations to their families through fitness. Yep. Can you tell us a bit more about what it is you do and how you work with your clients who might be particularly busy with life, uh, family life? and their careers. Yeah, I'd love to. So at the minute, we live in a world that is oversaturated with stress, anxiety, depression, so yeah. many things that infiltrate our minds, social media and all this all comes into that gamut of stuff. And we also live in a world where we're sold everything we can possibly get our hands on. Everything is very confusing mm-hmm. and everything is hard to get your head around. And especially when it comes to fitness. Uh, I believe that fitness is a human right, but we have to work for it. So it's not a right, right? Like we have to really work for the right for fitness. And I like to make sure that people just understand that it doesn't have to be that hard. It can be nice and simple, nice and straightforward. We give everyone a really basic framework in what to do. And we work drilling all these habits every day and put it together like that. So it's I try and strip away all the confusion. I try and strip away all the, you've got to be there three days a week for an hour a time and all the rest of it. I try and make sure that people start a journey to understand how to overhaul their lifestyle more so than anything else Mm. so that things can develop and they can find how fitness works within the current parameter of everything else they do in their lives. That's basically it. And (laughs) so by um, working with women through fitness and all of those things, it's just a case of, I mean, I don't mean to ostracize men, but I generally relate better to women. Okay. And I just find that it's a case of keeping them active, making them understand that they can enjoy themselves they don't have to look like the models on instagram that they see every day and that they can just find their own path in this world doing it and that'll make them far happier than just worrying and panicking and being overwhelmed like they are in every other aspect of their life absolutely so it's kind of as you say we do live in a very very chaotic world and it's just about kind of slowing it down and letting them know that fitness doesn't have to be this massive daunting thing that is going to interrupt their kind of their schedule every week that it just can become part of their their routine and kind of making it easy for them to to bring that into their lives yeah absolutely and that's all it comes down to so if that means that all you can do is get out and do a 20 minute walk three times a week perfect then that's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah if it's something more than you was doing before great yeah you're gonna you're gonna progress you're gonna make um big changes to your life and you'd be surprised we're sold in the fitness industry uh i'm probably responsible for it to some extent as well Mm. but generally you know, you read Women's Health, you read all kinds of different magazines, all kinds of different adverts online and things. And it just, it can make you just feel depressed. That, yeah. How can you squeeze it all in? I remember reading Men's Health when I was younger and looking at everything. Not only if I had to do everything they told me to do in Men's yeah. Health and also buy everything they told me to buy in Men's Health, I'd have no time for work and I'd definitely have no money. No. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. So you don't have to follow that path. They're selling you that because it's... They need to make money and that's how they work. And 
that's it really. And you, you don't need, you don't need that in your life. You can find what fitness means to you. And by discovering that and understanding that and educating yourself on yeah. really what fitness is and how to lose weight, if that's your goal, how to build muscle, if that's your goal, all these things, we put all that together and you find your own path. So everyone has their own different way in what fitness means to them in the yeah. same way family means something different to me as it does to you and same way work means yeah. something different to me as it does to you all these things and that's kind of what i put through the machine and and it brings out <laughs> on the other side hopefully a happier uh, more rounded uh, more confident person yeah yeah superb um and do you find your your clients the people you work with are they are a majority of them kind of career focused or are they kind of um have they stopped their careers for families or is it a mixture of both i would say they all work yeah they're all right. career focused um and they're all family focused because in this day and world we have the pressures of everything right yeah you can't and run away from it you can't do one or the yeah, other yeah you you live sort of near where i live in, in the southeast and it's an expensive very expensive part of london to live in living in central london even more expensive you know you're paying fortunes for a room you can't just take two three years out unless you're very lucky very fortunate to uh, to start a family and even when you do start a family and you want to get back to work, you've got to find money for nursery. So you're basically working for free. All these kinds of things just layer on, layer on, layer on, layer on. And it just creates more stress and overwhelm in yeah. people's lives, right? Just <laughs> talking it. about it. I'm sorry yes, to the yeah. listener, but they're probably thinking, <laughs> my God, how am I going to do this? And it's hard. So layering on fitness on top of that yes, is yeah. the first thing that goes in people's lives. Especially being a personal trainer, like I am the ultimate added expense to people's budgets right of course, so yeah. if something is a problem like if they have financial problems or they need to just cut back a little bit because i don't know food prices have gone up because of brexit or whatever then we i'm gonna i'm gonna be the first to go yeah it's seen as a luxury yeah. almost yeah so obviously in people's busy lives it's the first thing that disappears yeah because they don't because they think it's oh i've got to do like six hours a day i've got to lift these weights i've got to go out yeah. aggressively go hard or go home <laughs> you know sweat is fat crying and all this nonsense <laughs> right and it's not it's mm. just that find your inner peace find what you want it to look like for you and find how that can interact with everything else in your life and it's all about balance and balance mm. is the most important word in the english dictionary it's mm. a fact right it's an actual fact okay and once you find that balance um you can see how it works and you can look after most most other aspects of your life mm. if you look after your fitness um so uh, many of our listeners um and obviously a majority of people in the insurance sector they have those type of careers that are kind of eight eight or more hours in the office a day a commute that might be kind of a couple of hours and possibly of course family life on top of that yep. and time to enjoy yourself and kind of have a drink or see friends it, as you say it, it mounts up so what can you kind of say to that to people to come on and convince them that fitness can be be part of that I can't see a aspect of fitness that is not a benefit to a human being, okay? I mean, unless you've got extreme health problems, unless, you know, you literally can't move your legs or something like that. But even, I mean, I work with a client who's got cerebral palsy. Uh, okay. She is just incredible. Yeah. Like her legs basically do not work. It's very difficult. She, uh, and she manages it and she's doing really well. So she hasn't got an excuse. She's probably got more of an excuse than most people to avoid it. And she's not. She's battling it. And she's, you know, she understands the significance it has in her life. Yeah. And so you just, it is, it is hard, but it's about dripping it into your day every yeah. single day. So I work on five pillars. And those five pillars are number one, a caloric deficit. 
So for many people, a lot of my clients are looking to lose weight. Uh, it's generally what most people who kind of get into fitness first look for. And a calorie deficit is basically you're burning more calories every day than you are consuming. And then I have four others underneath that, which is seven hours sleep a night. It's eat protein and vegetables every day, drink three liters of water every day. And the only one that's actually fitness related is walk 10,000 steps a day as a minimum. And if you put those five things together every single day, you're going to make huge strides. Yeah. And so as you can see, like if you just take those five things and obviously like number one caloric deficit, the other four things feed into number one. Right, yeah. And if you just take those every single day, you drip feed them into your life in the office. You know, you try and get up, you try and figure out how to do 10,000 steps. So, I mean, you've got a massive office here, so there's no excuse in this. Yes, place. yeah. Um, <laughs> and even climb the stairs as opposed to get the lift. I'm not, I'm guilty of getting the lift this morning. So, yeah. you know, do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> and, you know, get, walk, get off the tube a station earlier. You know, don't get the bus, just walk in. All these little things can soon add up and small wins every single day add up to big wins over a long period of time. And that's really what you need to do. It is stressful. It is hard. You're sat down on the ch on the train. Then if you do crave a seat on the train, try and stand. Mm. It might be hard for a week. And then you'll forget what sitting down on the train was like. And yeah. you're just adding more activity into your day. Take the stairs at the station. Get up. And every time you fill up your water bottle, that's more steps. Yeah. Once you've drunk your water bottle, you're going to have to go to the toilet. That's more steps. Right? And you'll spend your entire day at the water fountain and in the toilet. It's great. You don't get any work done. It's brilliant. <laughs> they wonder right? where you are. And yeah. you're getting fit, right? <laughs> yeah, so no one can argue. Yeah. And you're looking after yourself. And mm. then also all of that will improve your focus at work. It'll improve your focus at your desk. If you start eating protein and veggies at every meal, you're going to not get the sort of two, three o'clock sleepers that you get when you're sat in the office. You mm. know? I mean, I get those when I'm sat in the office and it's, they're horrible. Yeah. You just get really tired, really drained. Because the food we're eating isn't allowing our body and our body craves that movement. Yeah. Our body has to move. And we probably, I mean, this is probably the average day of one of your employees here or in an office or yeah. people who work in the city in general. They'll get up. They'll probably have breakfast if they're lucky. If not, they'll probably grab a croissant on the way in. Yeah. Combined with probably a cappuccino or a latte or some kind of coffee. They'll then, so they've been asleep for hopefully seven hours, but probably more like six, five, especially if they've got young children. Yeah. So they're already down on themselves as it is. And they have the coffee, try and pack themselves up. If they've had breakfast, chance like cereal or a croissant, not great options. Mm. So they're going to spike their energy levels for about 20 minutes. And then their energy levels will slowly start to crash and you'll start to feel rubbish. You'll need other food to keep yourself going, get tired again. Then they're going to sit on a train, maybe for an hour. On that train, they're going to be looking at their phone or reading the paper. So they're taxing their brains, they're taxing their eyes already, uh, especially with the phone more so than the paper. And they're sat down for maybe an hour and then get off. They then stand still as they're going to lift to go up out the tube or stand still on an escalator to get up out the tube. Mm -hmm. They then come here. They then get in the lift, come up to the level of their office floor and then sit down at the desk for eight, maybe nine hours a day. Then go home, sit on the train on the way home, sit down, probably watch EastEnders and Coronation Street, then go to bed. Yeah. That's not a lot of movement. No, it's not very active diet. <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs> and you've just it's described okay. my exact diet. Exactly, no, right? But it's very easily done. You're right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's about, and, and you can easily think as from experience, you know, you, you're just thinking about what you've got to do that day. Thinking about, oh, is the train going to be packed? You're not thinking about yourself and how active you're being or you're just kind of getting from A to B as as effectively as you can. And interestingly, at the end of that day, you feel exhausted. Yeah. Why? Mm. Why do you feel exhausted when you haven't moved? It's like, have you earned <laughs> your crazy. sleep? No, yeah. I haven't. Not really. Yeah. And then when you start adding in the movement, interestingly, you get less tired. You get less drained. You get less 
wound down. Mm. You have a greater resilience to negative messages that you're getting from media, from the news, and all these things we listen to and watch. Yeah. And even, you know, you're more resilient to the negative stuff that might be happening in the office that day. Because um, let's face it, you know, no job is stress-free or anything like that. Yeah. And suddenly, just by moving a little bit more, by finding out what fitness means to you, by understanding that you're taking very achievable steps every day to improve your diet and exercise and your relationship with these things, and therefore your relationship with yourself, then everything becomes easier. Yeah. I mean, so kind of changing angle slightly, you do work around mental health as well. Um, and you mentioned there, for instance, you know, the, the crowded uh, environment on a train, the, the stress of the office, the fact that we're on our phones, we're looking at screens pretty much most of the day. You mm -hmm. sometimes jump from one screen to another, basically, yep. all day. I mean, how uh, do you have kind of strategies that, are, uh, as you say, even small changes that can help support kind of better mental health on a normal day in an office or yeah. on a normal day for someone? Yeah, I'd definitely say nature is probably your best policy. Yes, Probably yeah. the easiest thing to get in in a day in an office is get out for lunch. Don't mm. sit at your desk, try and never do a working lunch. Try and get out, try and breathe the air. I know it's polluted London air, but it's better than yeah. sitting inside, cooped up under halogen lights. That's it, natural light as yep. well. Isn't natural light yeah. is really important. Just getting the rays on, <laughs> rays on your skin. Even if the sun's not out, just get out, get that fresh air in your lungs. Yeah. And But when you're doing that, don't like the most important thing is about presence now sorry i should also say i'm no doctor if, no. if you are suffering with mental health and depression anxiety stress all of these things yeah then do seek out professional medical advice absolutely yeah however there's definitely things we can do on a day-by-day -day basis and there's things that i get a lot of my clients who suffer with all of these things uh to do every day and one of the massive ones is getting out being present because it's one thing going for a walk for lunch and you know, when you're answering work emails, mm. when you're still, you know, stood in the queue at Pret-a-Manger or wherever mm. you might be, sort of still answering all these things and you're on your lunch break and, and then you've not had a release from what you need. It's so important to be present when you're at work and to be present when you're away from work. Right. And you ain't going to win any points for answering an email at lunchtime, to be honest. No. No one will care. If you, and you have to set up very strict rules in your life about when work time is and when non-work time is. And that goes for the commute home, the commute yeah. in. You know, you have to respect your time away. And if others aren't willing to respect your time away, then that's up to them. They'll soon, if you just sit down and politely say, no, no, I answer my emails from the times I'm contracted to, mm -hmm. then that's gonna cause a lot less stress in your life because you're not gonna feel compromised within yourself by doing things, you know? I mean, I get it all the time, the work I do, I have, like, I checked my WhatsApp, I checked my WhatsApp stats the other day on iPhone. Right. And they're terrifying because I have like 30 clients who contact me every day yes. pretty much yeah, on yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. And that means I'm often at home and I'm not present with my girlfriend and I'm mm. trying to do work while she's talking to me and I'm not listening to her. I'm not actually addressing my client as well no, as I should be. That's it, yeah. And what I'm doing is I'm failing both. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're switched on to what you need to be switched on to every single time. And just give yourself single individual focuses. And once you do that, then you'll be more productive. You'll probably feel a lot more confident because you're not feeling like the rug is constantly being pulled from under your feet. And you'll feel a lot more in control. And that's a massive thing as well, is the control you have over your day, the yeah. control you have over your time, the control you have over your schedule. So I'll probably suggest that as well. Uh, <laughs> lot, and there's other things. There's, there's so much. Yes, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. In terms of fitness, I would say exercise as well. Yeah. 
any kind of exercise is great for your mental health and mental well-being. Often you hear in the fitness industry, like if I gave you a little pill that could cure pretty much most things in the world, um, especially most mental uh, health issues in the world, maybe not cure, but definitely give you a really strong defense against them. If it was a little pill, you'd take it, right? Right, yeah. Well, that little pill is just exercise. Right. Like, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a single person who has come to a session with me or who's been exercising, who's been suffering with mental health issues, who has not felt better once they've exercised, once they've put their body through something out of their comfort zone, once they've pushed themselves beyond something they're used to, it gives you a massive rush of endorphins. It makes you feel good about yourself and it feels like you're being productive in a very different way. And if you can, you know, like I like swimming because it's yeah. I can't take my phone with me. Sadly, <laughs> I can take my watch with me, but right. <laughs> and the two are sunk. But luckily, I can turn that off when I'm in the pool. Yes, and yeah. I uh, and I'm just away, just with myself, and it's just time to be present mm. in who I am. And the gym can be that for others. You know, if you're at the gym still answering work emails and stuff like that, then perhaps you need to put your phone away. You need to get used to just being there on your own. Yeah, and being going out with your phone can obviously seem quite alien i imagine at, at first and, yeah. and it has done to me when i've had a, yep. a no no phone or no tech day but yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's something i imagine you you do very quickly get used to and those breaks mean that you'll then have more energy and be more focused when you when you do go back to work yeah why did you uh, do a no tech day just for that reason basically that i thought it would be beneficial to my my mental health starting to feel a bit more drained and a bit more um kind of little headaches creeping in from a lot of screen time and mm -hmm. i just think as you say kind of even getting back to nature and just we didn't always have phones so no. it's not like you need to look at them all day so just being a, a little bit giving myself a bit of discipline and having one day and it's worked i've only done it a couple of times but it's right. it's, it's just it feels like a relief it's like you're hitting a big red reset button isn't it yeah absolutely yeah. and people get furious they're like really? i couldn't contact you for two hours where have you been but um, Who's that? No, you I mean, yeah <laughs> that's it so i mean it, yeah that, but it's yeah i think it's incredibly important but, so, i mean something people should do more yeah but with that it's just a case of setting up the parameter right setting up the expectation and like the next thing you probably have to add into that is the communication around it and just going okay like i'm on a no tech day today so mm. you won't be able to contact me so if there's anything you need me to know or yeah. anything you need me to do tell me now and i'll get it done but i'm sticking to my red line yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's important you have these red lines it's important in the office, you know, I, I don't check my emails till two o'clock every day because once I've checked an email, I'm out of what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I, I open my emails at two o'clock, I answer my emails, that's it. I have an autoresponder saying, I'll try to get back to you within 24 hours. That's that. I'm not going to answer it immediately because mm. I have to have that control in my life because if not, I will be pulled from pillar to post. Like, just like people who work in office, just like busy mums are, you know, yeah. pulled between family, work, everything, children. It's, so overwhelming yeah and you, it's just about taking back your control taking back your power and understanding that you have a right to that and you give yourself away when you feel comfortable to as opposed to people just constantly taking chunks out of you mm. and once you can get your head around that and once you can get those around you to get their head around that as well then things will really start to move amazing um, so Adam, bringing it back to that kind of office environment theme, that can also obviously have a, a negative effect on diet. Now people that work in offices, you know, an office of any decent size, there's a birthday every say, other day. And donuts. There, there, there's cakes, there's yeah. donuts, there's biscuits in the kitchen. I saw. Uh, but, well, yeah. I well, didn't and, have one, and, by the way. <laughs> that's it. Um, no, they're for staff only. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and it's very easy to grab, you know, breakfast or lunch very quickly, as you say, and also 
something we should probably touch on that you mentioned is caffeine. Yep. Um, it can, you know, you can just kind of fill yourself with these things every day. How do people kind of start making little steps away and improving diet in, in on the kind of normal work day? It's a really good question. I relate a lot of what I do down to the glycemic index, which if you don't know, is every food is scored on a glycemic level, which is basically the way it interacts the blood sugar levels in your body. And as a society, we generally gravitate towards high GI foods as opposed to low GI foods, glycemic index GI. Right. And the higher GI foods are your kind of biscuits, your sugary stuff, uh, your white carbohydrates, your pasta, your bread, your morning cereal, these things. And what that'll do is it will spike your blood sugar levels. So you'll get a nice rush of energy and you'll feel great for <laughs> about 20 minutes. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, maybe an hour. <laughs> and then you'll slowly start to trickle down and then it will start to crash a lot worse. And all you're doing all day, it's like, you know how when you look at like an ECG of a heart and it's right. like up and down, up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down, yeah? That's basically what you're doing to your blood sugar levels. So the first thing I like to do if I'm having a day in the office or if I'm working with people who are like this and are in the office, especially if they're trying to lose weight, we, um, we I try and get that line looking as level as possible. So it will start with eating f more fruit and more vegetables because they've, they score very low on the GI index. It will start with trying to turn the carbohydrates, those kind of white, sticky, nice tasting carbohydrates that we all love, like pizza, pasta, yep. white bread. I know them well. Yep, yep, don't we all? <laughs> um, it would be a case of turning those into brown options, if possible, or not at all. So whenever I have a burger, I have no bun. Just, it's a rule of mine. Okay. No bun with the burger. And then that's just a great way. And then what I can do is I can enjoy the chips without worrying and I'm not overloading on, mm. yeah? So I'm just kind of substituting in and out things. And once we get that, glycemic index and kind of like your blood sugar levels working more consistently for you then you're not going through these big ups and downs these big crashes these big waveforms of energy because what going through those big waveforms of energy is quite draining yeah it drains on your willpower and we only have a finite amount of willpower so it's like a duracell battery you know every day once you sleep your willpower battery gets recharged yeah and it just drains every day you know from the second you wake up second you go to sleep and that's why we often make worse of food choices in the evening. That's why we go to the pub on the way home. That's why we feel like we need a, um, a pint of beer yeah. or a glass of wine when we get home and we finally sit down in front of the telly because our willpower is drained so low, we can't resist it anymore. And we think it's going to make us feel better. Mm. Often it does. I, yeah. love, I love a pint of beer. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so that's what happens once your blood sugar levels are just going up and down, up and down, up and down. So we just try and get those a bit more level. And once you start taking control of those, by eating protein and vegetables, it's going to help a lot more, get you through the day in a much more balanced, balanced manner. And less cravings as well for those little quick fixes like biscuits and... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I also cannot underestimate the power of water. I don't right. think anyone can. Okay. I say to all my clients, three liters of water a day, and they all fight me on it when they first start. And then they do it and they understand why <laughs> I tell them it's three yes, liters yeah. of water a day. It, it sounds like a lot if you don't drink water to start with, and it is quite a lot. We, I used to, I remember when I used to do it, I, I'm an actor as well, and when I was at drama school, we was told to get into like three, four liters of water a day. Mm. And I remember when I first started doing it, it felt like I was kind of drowning a little bit. It was horrible. Yes, yeah. But you soon get used to it. Your body soon starts craving it, and water stops you feeling hungry. Often, if you feel the need for like a biscuit in the office or something like that, it's just boredom. 
It's not really. So if you grab yeah. water instead, chances are you're going to forget that you ever had that yeah. craving. So it kind of like literally washes you through. Mm. And that's why, you know, having a water bottle you like drinking from is really important because then like the feel of it, feel like you're achieving something when you have it, you know, it feels like it's yours. You're taking ownership of it. All mm -hmm. these things are really important. And yeah, so drinking all the water you can in the world is not going to do you any harm in your office at all. And it's just a way of distracting your stomach or your brain from thinking you're hungry when you're not. Oh, what else can we do in the office? Uh, making sure that we're present in the work we're doing. We're not distracted. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a task, giving yourself that task to do. Making sure that if you're going to have snacks, you're pre-prepared. Or in fact, I'd argue you should pre-prepare your food most of the time. It's when we're on the hoof yeah, it's when we're trying to make quick choices in the moment that our food choices will be slightly worse. So if you're, for instance, going to go out for lunch, you know, like the options out there. I mean, walking here, you know, there's a Pret a Manger, there's a Pod, there's an Itsu, not bad choices, but there's also <laughs> plenty of McDonald's, plenty of Starbucks, <coughs> there's plenty yes, of yeah. pubs, uh, lots of you know, not so great places to go to. And if you feel if you had a particularly stressful morning and you haven't got the food prepared for you then you're going to go to one of the worse places than the better places. So it's important that you understand all of that, but protein and vegetables every day. Yeah, and have a plan, have a knowledge. Understand what calories are yeah. and how they're going to help you. Understand how the calories keep you... Well, understand how if you're eating too many calories, then that's going to create worse feelings in the body. So you need to get those under control as well. And you need to try and eat nutrient-dense food, not calorie-dense food. So stick to whole stick to whole foods. So like one-ingredient foods, vegetables, fruit, mm -hmm. chicken, pork, lamb, like single things, as opposed to your highly processed chicken nuggets or your highly processed Mars bar or your highly processed yeah. packet of crisps. <laughs> that when you look at the ingredients label, it's like a thousand things <laughs> and you can't pronounce 98% of them. It's not a good thing to be consuming. Yeah. And those kinds of foods definitely, definitely, definitely do just pull you down. Mm. And it's a horrible feeling. Absolutely. Um, and I'm sure one that obviously a lot of people that in, in a lot of working environments are, are familiar with. And it's amazing how many kind of little little changes and as you say, little wins each day, you can start making a difference to your routine and yeah. and um, ultimately yourself and your, your health and your well-being. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do think fitness is a really big deal. Mm. A lot of people think it's overwhelmingly too large for them to tackle. And it's a massive change to what they've got to do and they don't want to go on to this eating plan or that exercise plan and, yeah. or they're going to do it for six weeks and all the rest of it yes yeah and it's not really what you need to get your head around is you need to change your lifestyle okay and that can sound more overwhelming but actually when you understand what those changes to your lifestyle need to be and it's just five things maybe a little list of 10 things that you just want to try and do every day mm -hmm. it's really not that difficult to implement and once you do start implementing it you'd be amazed what you can achieve over a year over two years, three years, the rest of your life. <laughs> Imagine. It's an inspiring feeling. It truly is, yeah. Oh, Adam, um, thank you so much for coming in to see us. That was incredibly interesting, really, really helpful and, uh, and some useful tips. And I'm sure our members will enjoy it. And thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I really um, appreciate it. Is there anywhere we can direct listeners to if they want to find out a little bit more about either yourself or um, what we've been speaking about today? Yeah. Um, you can go to my website, which is www.thegymstarter.com. Okay. The gym, as in G-Y-M, yeah. starter.com. Or Instagram at the gym starter. Drop me a message on there. If anyone's got any questions about anything I've said or spoken about, please feel free to contact me in any way, shape or form. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Um, I don't use Twitter so much, but Facebook, Instagram, email, adam at thegymstarter.com. Just 
come at me. I love answering <laughs> questions and uh, chatting to people and trying to help them figure out what it is they need figuring out. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more and subscribe, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And we'll see you again next time. Goodbye.